Heyers, this is Dubla Thakri, and I'm here to introduce a couple of special episodes of Late Night Vacuum. I was at BrizenCon this weekend, which was a fan gathering of citizens in Manchester, both backer and CIG staff alike. A fantastically fun time was had, and my thanks go to everybody who made the trip. This episode has a rough start, as you're going to hear me talk for a few minutes. I know, I know, you're used to it now. Despite that, I salute you for your courage. I was asked to deliver a speech on behalf of Operation Pitchfork, which is what you'll hear first. After that, we have the content creators panel. This featured Super Mac Brothers Ryan, Maya Test, Board Gamer, and myself. You can find links to their respective corners of the web in the show notes. I've done what I could to clear up the audio, but the quality isn't as good as it could be. A big, big, big shout-out goes to Board Gamer for being an absolute boss, for being so helpful in getting these episodes out. Board, you rule. Hey everyone, I'm Brian Chambers, and you're listening to Late Night Vacuum. the length and breadth of reactions to us, to our cause. We are the men and women of Operation Pitchfork. The manner in which we came together defies categorization. Nothing like Operation Pitchfork has ever existed before. Rich and poor, human and alien, criminal and citizen. Together, foes become allies, even friends, united in common cause. A spectrum of sapient will, of many diverse origins, standing as one to face an enemy that must not be ignored. No edict of government has drawn us together, but rather the mutual awareness that in order to live and thrive, we must fight. What is Operation Pitchfork? It is nothing more nor less than the will of every sapient being to feel safe within their homes. Securing their jobs, their families, their dreams. Above and beyond the base need to remain alive against an enemy that would slaughter and consume all who stand in its path. Is that too much to ask? Do we not all deserve that liberty? For hundreds of years we have cowed in fear. Every time a freighter captain jumps between the border systems, her heart leaps, her hand hovers over a ship's defensive systems, ever wary that the Vandal might strike at any moment. Is that how we must live? Should not the citizens and civilizations of Elysium, of Centauri, of Vega, and yes, those poor souls still desperately clinging to life in Orion, even in Tiber, be able to gaze out at the stars and wonder and hope, rather than in fear? It must not be forgotten that we fight for more than the lives of just one species. 
The vandal threatened not only humanity, but the Tavaran also. When the UEE defeated the Tavaran war host hundreds of years ago, it assumed responsibility for the defeated and for the descendants. And so, when the Empire fails to take strong action against an implacable foe that would see us dead rather than even speak to us, two cultures, two species, the whole legacy of both our peoples, all would be lost to the ravenous reptilian type. It would be a tragedy beyond measure. It is our goal to stand against the type where no one else has, to drive it back and to reclaim what our common foe has stolen from us. We believe that no human nor any Tavaran is expendable. All our lives matter, and when our families, our friends, our neighbors are slaughtered with such casual content, we are all diminished. We cannot tolerate this injustice. The Vandal must be held to account for all they have done. But how? Diplomacy has failed us at every turn. Those brave souls who have tried to make peace, or even simply to communicate with the enemy, have met a grisly end. We face an enemy who understands only violence, who respects only superior force, and sees any peaceful overture as an invitation to dine upon our flesh. How can such an enemy be reasoned with, but at the point of a spear? The Vandal cannot be persuaded. They cannot be negotiated with. They cannot be appeased. Capitulation would buy us only a slow and painful death. Do not presume to say that we act in haste. For hundreds of years, we and our ancestors have waited, waited for the Empire to retaliate, or for the Vandal to be sated, or for the aid of foreign powers such as the Vandal or the Xi'an. Our patience is exhausted, and our endurance is to be commended. If anything, we have waited too long, allowed too much innocent blood to be shed. Not one drop more. A line must be drawn across the endless void, one which the Vandal will tremble to cross again. We must make them understand that while slow to wake, once woken, our fury is unstoppable. Yeah. Only justice will sate it. Only the liberation of Orion will cause us to stand and hold. We will not tolerate even one more attempt by the Vandal to raid our systems, burn our homes, and murder our loved ones. We will drive the enemy back. Only then can there be peace. Peace is our goal and our fondest hope, but the peace of victory, not that of the grave. Perhaps someday, generations hence, we may look upon the Vandal as our brethren, as today we do with the Tavarin whom we fought centuries ago. We do not play at genocide. All sapient beings have the same right to life and liberty and our fury against the Vandal shall be spent on the day they relent, retreat, and recognize that we too have those rights. We shall pursue them only as far as we must to ensure that we need never again fear the void between the stars. But until that day comes, we must fight, for our very existence depends on halting the enemy's advance before they grind our defenses into dust. In a fight for survival, there can be no surrender. Even now, we are building a fleet, the like of which has never been flown between the stars. Thousands of ships, placed by corporations, by cartels, by trading hands, and by free individuals, stand ready to bring the fight to the Vandal. We possess every type of craft, from the tiniest courier to the mightiest warship. 
Every weapon from the commonest pistol to the most sophisticated airship, anti-ship torpedo. We possess trip carriers, fuel tankers, transports, miners, salvagers, medical ships, and more. Most importantly, we possess the will to use these and other means to secure our borders, our lives, and our liberty. Our symbol suits us well. Even a humble farmer's pitchfork becomes a spear in the hands of one willing to employ it first. We know that we fly into danger, maybe even into the jaws of death. We do so because it must be done. For it is not enough to recognize a threat if one is not willing to stand and face it. Stand with us. Face this threat. Every ship, every weapon, every life pledged to our cause will ensure that our efforts are not in vain. All are welcome. It does not matter who you are, nor who you were, only who you intend to be. Will you fight with us? Will you allow the vandal tide to rise, consuming all that lies helpless before it? Will your children and their children sing your name in reverence, or will they curse it in shame? Ask yourself, where will you be on the day when that tide turns? What legacy would you leave for your posterity? Know finally that Operation Pitchfork is not something which can be held at a distance. We are not strangers. We exist not at the fringe of society, but among you and beside you. We are your friends. We are your neighbors. We are your families. Our cause is yours. Stand with us, and together we shall drive the enemy from our doorstep and back into the depth of the void from whence they came. And I get to meet amazing people like Maya, Sigma Brothers, and Black and all of you guys. 
um, and get to be involved in making things like this happen. Um, so thank you very much for having me. And, uh, yeah. Top that. Uh, <laughs> hi everyone, my name is Dubla Thackeray. I'm the better looking, sexier half of Late Night Vacuum, a podcast that we put out with my uh, friend Rakis, who can't be here because he's American and he can't walk away. And uh, I've been um, doing this now in one prompt for another for a couple of years around Star Citizen. Uh, I actually started out as a moderator for other Twitch streamers, and then I went, oh my god, the method was so simple, I should try it. And so I did. So I'm also now therefore not doing too much Twitch because it's actually bloody hard. Yeah, it's so much easier. Um, uh, but yeah, so I specialize a lot in doing a lot of the kind of audio editing and various things, and, and like Paul, I'm Really excited that we're part of uh, this community with the open development process where we get to see how the sausage is being made and we can, we can kind of share enthusiasm with like minded people. So, the purpose of this panel is to gain some insight into how and why content creators do what they do. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> touch on that just a little bit, but uh, could you just um, tell us how long you've been creating and what got you started into creating that content? We started the same. Yes, sorry. Oh, okay. So, um, I like I said, I've been streaming since uh, since about last year, shortly after I started backing Star Citizen. Um, it kind of came just randomly, because um, Star Citizen is one of those games where like, it's a very community-driven game, you know, it's the nature of the game. And um, so, you know, I, I joined an organization that, you know, shameless plug, you know, I'm a member of Test Squadron. And so I was there for a while. Who were they? Well, I think you imagine the story. Yeah, yeah. indeed. <laughs> so, and I was just with them hanging out, and then, uh, you know, like, I didn't, I didn't start streaming, streaming uh, Star Citizen. We were playing just party games, like the Jackbox, Party Box, the Jackbox, Party Pack. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's yeah. like, you know, it's like a party game. And so I'm just there talking to people, talking, about talking to the guys in um, like TeamSpeak at the time. And um, just more people kept filtering in who won part of it, and sooner or later people in tests got bored of playing the same Jackbox games, but other, you know, strangers kind of kept coming in. And I was like, I kind of enjoyed this. And so I kind of moved from Jackbox to, you know, what my, you know, like my hobby passion is, Star Citizen. And, you know, like uh, people kept coming. So, I stayed, and I really enjoyed it. So um, I don't know, something good must have happened because year or something. I started back when I pledged. Well, I pledged in 2012 for a stand-up, which has just arrived. Which is brilliant. Four years delivery, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Been all around the world. Um, but yeah, so I, I pledged a while ago, and I started back with my brother doing console games. Um, and it was kind of, I wanted to start doing Star Citizen content because I saw people like Excel and uh, Tactical Advance uh, <laughs> <laughs> doing uh, other stuff and I thought I would like to try doing that. So I, I started creating videos on Star Citizen and the, the, the amount of views compared to what I was doing before, which was Minecraft as always, you know, who starts out on YouTube doing Minecraft, um, just took off. So I started doing more of that and 
Stanley Stars versus Sunday, which was just a way to get all the news in one compact show. Um, and then started branching into Twitch because I just thought it's a nice way to communicate with the fans. YouTube is, is alright, but obviously you can only reply to comments, whereas you're live replying to comments on Twitch, which just seems more personal and I really enjoy it. And yes, since then it's just taken off and it's going well. Do that. Um, I started doing uh, Diablo 3 content and Let's Play and stuff, and leading a very stressful restaurant career uh, as head chef, which was hell. And uh, I thought I can play games. And then realised I didn't really have a personality for it. So you have to develop that over time. Uh, and I'm quite I'm good at waiting for things, which is surprising. Thinking about what I'm doing now. Um, but yeah, so I, I did Diablo 3 and realised I was quite good at doing short snappy content, um, especially guides and things. I was like, where do I get this? How do I do this? No one's doing that in one minute. Everyone's done a half an hour video on a 30 second clip. Why? Why? Um, uh, and then I realised maybe it's they like the sound of their own voice or maybe they get paid more for doing it. So I went, screw that. I am going to do short snappy content explaining where to get this item in Diablo 3. Uh, and then I got bored of Diablo 3. And I couldn't find any games I liked. And then I saw Star Citizen and played some Star Citizen and went, I love Crying Jim. This game is beautiful. Um, and no one is covering it properly or they're not doing the content that I want for it. So I will do the content I want for it. <laughs> uh, and that's evolved from there because I listened to everyone that was talking to me. I listened to all uh, the other content providers, some their delicious ideas. <laughs> uh, and uh, just listened to all the, the people that were on my YouTube channel and streamers and they. Evolved my channel, and we're in a beautifully unique place at the moment where our channels can be heavily influenced by other people as the game gets developed, which is amazing because then we get a fully developed channel when the game goes live, and we get fans off the back of that that like our content for literally what it is. Which makes me excited. Happy, happy days. Uh, for myself, I started um, a couple of years ago, so I think it's the same for most people. Uh, back then, I had uh, quite a nice luxury. I was actually running my own um, business, and being the lazy ass that I am, I had managed to work out a way where I could spend most of my time playing computer games and watching Twitch streams. <laughs> I wish you did. And um, not much has changed. Not much has changed. <laughs> so uh, from that, I fell in with a bad crowd. Um, uh, Star Citizen streamers. <laughs> uh, most notably, uh, Bad News Baron, as he, he was when he was early starting up. And I actually, romance. <laughs> yeah. and he and I was one of his mods. Um, and what I had already uh, backed and funded uh, uh, Star Citizen, but it was the community aspect of it that really started to pull me in because. Um, talking to the uh, the people in the chat, talking to other fans, the asshole to good guy ratio was perfect. It was like one asshole to a thousand good people, and, and you can't get that anywhere. Um, and uh, it just became uh, almost like a 24-7 love. And so I kind of supported as many streamers as I could as a mod. And then I actually moved into um, streaming uh, uh, proper, not full time, unfortunately, because I did have to somehow pay for rent. Um, and, and then I really got to see the other side of just how hard it was. At the same time, I also, uh, with another streamer, uh, for graphics, who I mentioned a bit earlier, um, 
um, started an audio podcast, and um, we've successfully been battered now for <laughs> uh, almost uh, about a year and a half now in the county, um, and every day we're getting better in every way. So that's what we're doing. watching The Office for the first time. It was <laughs> <laughs> constant cringe. And I, 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 and I do think you should keep your videos up. I couldn't, I just couldn't. I looked at them and, oh my god, I'm wearing a hat and doors. Oh my god, what, what am I doing talking about this in this way? I'm trying to be young. I'm, I'm a 31-year-old man trying to appeal to kids to play Titanfall or something. That, that's something you should, never, you should never do. Never try and appeal to people because you think you should. And yeah. That was, that was a bad time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, was it at least a sarcasm hat? Uh, no, I think it was like a murloc cat. Oh my god, it's Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I wouldn't wear handles anymore, man. I think the next picture on mine has to be about that. Oh, no, yeah, no, so I'll look at the answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, was, I lost my hair when I started, like uh, six months after I started um, taking the hat off. <laughs> 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 after I started uh, on YouTube, and it was very much a development for me because I, I was I was doing it as a soft cap. I was like, I'll do this until like, I can be bothered to get a job. And, and after I learned a little bit, I realised I was quite good at something. Not necessarily anything in particular, but the, the content I was interested in, the videos that I looked at and went, I wish there was a video for this, I was actually quite good at doing. And I think that's if anyone does a stream, if anyone does a video, you should literally go, what do I want? And then try and do that. Because if you're trying to appease someone else, you, you're not, it's not necessarily good for you. That's what I left for me anyway. Yeah, you don't show your passion if you uh, Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's forced or fake passion. And you can see lots of people, even with big YouTubers like PewDiePie, who talked about him being, um, having to force it every day. That's never what you want to be. Unfortunately, none of us will ever be in a position where you can show PewDiePie. We'll never have that many fans. <laughs> but I mean, that sort of stuff must be horrible. But we don't have to do that. We can be passionate about a game that we love. Yeah, and if we wanted to make a lot of money, we'd do Pokemon videos. We'd do, we'd do stuff like that. We like Star Citizen, we want to be in a position where we can cover Star Citizen when it's released. And it's so entertaining and fun to be part of the development process as it is now. Everything I say gets looked at by them, not everything, but it, it could get made into the game, it could influence other people's opinions. That process for a game that's going to span for at least 10 years after it's launched. That's amazing. That's something that you're never going to get with any other game again, unless 
unless this is super successful and gets taken over by other games. And we start to develop games like that, like this. And that's what I hope happens. I hope that all AAA titles are made in a similar way. Because then we don't get Call of Duty 22. This one's in double space. Or, or something weird, I don't know. I like one of two games. <laughs> Has your motivation changed since I think it's grown. Motivation's definitely grown. Um, it started off as just the passion for the game, obviously, it's, that's, that's where most of it will come from. Because when I saw it, it was just incredible the scope and the scale, and that was before the whole procedural plan. Even the PU wasn't back then as a main thing. Um, but since then, obviously, the community has come involved, and it's now become more about the community than the game, in a sense, because of how passionate and how caring and how compassionate they are to content creators. They are, I've never known it in any of the games before, and everyone's so wonderful. I mean, the Star Citizen community is our community, and we are the Star Citizen community, and it's just, it's just incredible. It really is. That's the motivation for me now, it's just community itself. The community, yeah. It's just, um, I know from uh, making my own content um, that not everyone's always a fan. Uh, how do you find um, the best ways to deal with negative comments or the odd one in a thousand twelve? So make sure you keep it constructive, <laughs> maybe take on board and sort of find out where they live and sort of a strong way to get well, I'm kind of blessed in that because if anybody listens to um, the Late Night Backing podcast, there are quite a few episodes where the audio quality is nothing short of atrocious. So I don't really have a leg to stand on when they're negative. And I go, yeah, that's a fair enough point. Um, but what we can do is we can just kind of improve and be better. Um, I think the one thing for myself is I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, and <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, no, exactly. Let's all celebrate the fact we don't know what we're doing, but we're discovering how to do things and we're having joy doing it. So, if somebody is uh, overly negative, do you know what? Chances are they picked up on something that we can improve. At least I know I can improve, or hopefully I can improve. Probably can but we'll see what happens. <laughs> Which you know. Oh, then you know. That's what we have our goal. I mean, for the other games I've seen, um, Star Citizen has a very low level of troll. It's just they've somehow seemed to have organised under a single house. Um, but, I mean, it's a tiny amount of trolls and they've been in yet. People are going to get it anytime you content, anytime you pick yourself out there. People are going to pick on you for whatever they can just because, I don't know, their YouTube randomly like, they just came onto your video and they, they have the FU key on their keyboard ready. <laughs> Yes, so Mac. Yeah, there's just horrible things as macros, and I mean, you don't really get that much. I mean, you need to be relatively tough to be on the internet in, in the first place. When you put yourself out there, you can't be in the safe space all the time. But you can hide people's comments better than you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, not, it's, not, it's not really a big deal. People want to be rude, they want to be a bit of a dick. Be a bit of a dick. That's your cross to bear. You have to be a dick to people because, I don't know. That's what does it for you then. If it gets them, if it lets them sleep at night, then good on them. Yeah, They're well, just not part of the world. And also, with YouTube, any interaction helps promote the videos. <laughs> 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 
please do more jobs this. <laughs> but I just said the same thing. It's, it, the Star Citizen community is, is a more mature community compared to other games. And they are very on your side. And the majority of what I get is constructive criticism because I'm not the most tech kind of guy. As if you know me, you'll know that's true. Uh, so, yeah, audio is still a problem. I still use a headset, one I even got just in one so, um, <laughs> the communities, even though they're saying, oh, you've got this wrong, they're, they're still trying to help you. It is, yeah, it's constructive. They're actually trying to help you get better. And they provide the, the, the knowledge, and sometimes even the finances, to do that. Um, but occasionally you do get a troll, and I've, I've, I've had one recently who didn't like me going for a referral code. I'm so really about these referral codes. I don't know what it is, I just want them all. How many referrals have you got? Shut but um, but the fact is that's most likely coming from a place of jealousy, um, as I'm looking now. <laughs> but yeah, so it, it's, it's either coming because they're not happy with themselves and what they're doing, or you know they want to be where you are or doing what you're doing. And as long as you're just happy with what you're doing and you're you're trying your best to please everyone, to do what you want to do, then you can take the constructive and just disregard wankers. <laughs> and just let them make fools of themselves on the community that is mature and can see that they're the, what's the ones to worry about. What's been the different view? I've been very fortunate actually um, as a smaller Twitch streamer with uh, things like negativity, especially within the Star Citizen community. Like, community is something that people, I mean, say people, you guys have been bringing up, you know, on and on, you know, like, this community is just, you know, so much more mature than other gamers in general. You know, when I first started off, you know, you'd have all these, you know, kind of kids coming in, you know, playing Jackbox and like just, you know, throwing insults out there because, hey, it's the internet. But um, with Star Citizen, there is a profound difference between negativity and negative comments and toxicity and toxic comments. And um, I find that I don't really get that many negative, I mean, sorry, I get negative comments. I don't, I don't get many toxic comments. Because um, I'm fortunate enough to be in a stream team, and that stream team, um, they kind of, uh, you know, they, they're in it to help each other, you know, like, it's, it's, uh, it's again, community, it's a very close-knit type thing, and they're always looking at other people's streams and making sure they pick out all the, the bad eggs and making sure they never show up on my, on my channel, and um, so I, I can very lucky in that respect, but then they do kind of come through sometimes, and you just kind of have to roll with it, and um, to me, I just feel, you know, I'm, you know uh, I'm like, Pretty fortunate here that some guy thinks that you know that they're like they're enjoying their evening, you know, like on my channel, you know, like you know, regardless of what they're doing, eventually they can't get kicked and banned or whatever. It's no difference to me, but it's kind of like slightly humbling, I guess, you know, that somebody's kind of taking their time to waste their time on my stream. I think, as, as you say, the, the, there's a massive difference between toxic and negative oh, comments. Yeah. Negative comments, good, constructive, help you. Learn to do things better. You need them. You can't just have everyone going, Oh, you're the best! <laughs> Which doesn't actually happen as much as I'd like it to. Um, <laughs> the best, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the negative comments are really genuinely quite helpful, otherwise, you wouldn't learn how to improve. You just got to pitch the negative from the, the toxic. Oh, yeah. It's quite obvious, there's, no, 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 there's something to do with your mother. Oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
sorry, uh, important as a content creator to understand that there's a difference between those two and to um, kind of be mature enough to, to know that this is a negative comment, I need to build upon it, as opposed to this guy is just a troll, I'm perfect. I think, yeah, if you want to be successful, relatively successful, or enjoy content creation, uh, you've got to make sure you're not in the glass house of ego. And if you are, if you genuinely want to stream and want to do YouTube, get some bloody good bots. You're worried early on that you can't deal with literal people on the internet. And get some good ones. And all around the internet. Yeah, and don't bite. <laughs> if they start doing, I love you, man, literally. But if they start. If you see them biting. Yeah. <laughs> if they start trolling you or doing whatever, just don't bite to it. Just ignore them and laugh them off because. They want attention, that's what we're there for. They want to get attention, they want to make a rise out of you and get a reaction. So you just ignore them and, you know, efficient as well. But for an ignoring place. You know, yeah. Is, yeah. There, is, there, is there like an emoticon icon? I think we can make one. We should do that. Yeah. And the bot that detects all the trolls and automatically just comes up on screen. That's right. So, um, to be more positive, what has been your most favourite moment or moment you've been most proud of while creating the content? Um, for me, I mean, it's definitely when. Okay, so when you, when when you get into Twitch, you're watching other people's content, and you're like, "Wow, that guy's really cool. That guy's awesome. I want to be like that guy." When the moment they come into your channel and like, "Hey, I'm watching this while at work." This is pretty fun. You're like, wow, I'm like you, you're watching me. That's, to me, that was the, the point where I was like, wow, this is, this is pretty awesome. Uh, for me, I think it's waking up in the morning and then sort of going through the comments and seeing everyone, all the, all the positive comments and the kind comments that you get from people. It kind of like, you know, when you wake up the day in the morning, you stump your toe, you try to put a bit of air down. <laughs> Yeah, one of those. He is so cruel. And like, it's kind of like the days roll like that, but then when you wake up and you see these comments of people appreciating your work and, and enjoying your work, you kind of get this nice sort of swagger as you walk to work. And you think, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm sure it's not really good. There's two things that I suppose that I, I really quite like and make me happy about everything. When I go, when I feel a bit sad, I like to go onto people's streams and say, Hi, hey guys. And then if a stream goes, Oh my god, put down a love, you've seen everything! That makes me feel really happy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Judge, I think. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, uh, any maybe from Star Wars helps me there. The other thing is, I've always been relatively open about like mental health and stuff on my channel. I'm planning to do a little bit more about that. Uh, and when I've talked about it on the podcast before, about being my phone and stuff, uh, I occasionally get people messaging me that saying, thank you very much for talking about it so openly. I'm not saying why I'm similar, thank you for signposting, whatever. That is amazing. Knowing that I've actually helped someone with anything that actually matters, that's amazing. I mean, I love Star Citizen, I love the game and everything, but knowing that I can be a force for genuine good while I'm doing that, in at least some small way, makes me feel genuinely quite happy. Um, thank you.
can safely say that I have never helped a single person. It's kind of, it's somewhat similar, but without um, helping people. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's the so when we do our uh, uh, late night vacuum podcast, we stream it on um, Twitch on Graphics' channel, and just the nice feeling when you hit like the surreal role of nonsense in our conversation, and um, and the chat streamer basically pissing himself off, and you know you reached out to them in that way. And then when the podcast is out, getting the messages after from uh, people saying thank you, really enjoyed it, um, and again giving some feedback on how we can improve. Those are the moments of connection that um, reinforces why we do this, um, why we actively put this content out to be active into this community. So that, that's that's my Scooby Snack. Uh, has your content uh, taken you in a direction or even to places that you never expected to go? Possibly. Um, so, um, right now, I, I wish I could actually talk about it uh, openly, but we're not far enough through the process yet. But I'm working so on. So, you see what you did? <laughs> Get out. The, um, so uh, I'm actually working on something um, which we could name Project Fluffy Bunnies. Um, very hilarious. I do you know what? I've never heard a person in the middle of a panel discussion. There is a first. Um, uh, but uh, so we're, so we're doing some work on this, and it would not be possible if it wasn't for the uh, work that we do as uh, in the podcast and in the in Star Citizen community. We'll update more once we kind of get in probably two or three months. But yeah, this is something I'd never thought of on Marvel streams, and it's all because of um, the, the podcast and the and the community page. I suppose for me it's kind of a constant wave of just dealing with what's coming ahead. Like it's all a bit of a change constantly, you need to kind of roll with whatever's happening. Um, I can't think of anything in particular. Excellent job. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Boom! For me, I like to subscribe. I'm talking. I think for me, it's just here. I, I didn't expect to be on panelist on anything. I, the nerves on the way up here, I was hiding it well. And then we got to the keg of pop golden, and I did even better. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. It, this, this is incredible. Thanks for the invite. I really appreciate the. Um, the chance to do this. I think it's an anonymous text. But I mean, yeah, it, it, it continues to grow, and you know, people come up with inviting me, like the Astro Club, and going on podcasts uh, as, as guests. Is that you kind of look at yourself all, always as an, just an ordinary guy doing normal stuff, and people say, We'd like to get you on, and you think, Why? I know, right? Why? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much yeah, I do think that. I do. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
think that I just have to parrot what uh, my friends to my left here says. I mean, because like, uh, at the end of the day, I'm just kind of doing what I'm doing. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, like all these random opportunities just show up and you're like, why? And you know, like uh, this panel, for instance, um, again, podcasts and stuff like that. Um, I was asked to be on that Bulkhead's uh, animation thing as well. And it's like, I just, I don't know. I mean, like, it's one of these, why? I mean, like, you know, I just, because people like what you do. I mean, end of the day, I'm, I'm just a guy wearing a hat indoors. So. <laughs> 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 Take it off your, your emote. Okay, so as content creators, uh, obviously what you do takes a lot of your spare time and what you see at the end of the product is nowhere near the amount of time that you take uh, producing your content. Uh, so just to let everyone know that the other side of the coin, how long do you spend on average on a day or week basis uh, making and producing your content? I, um, when I first started out, I had a very cheap computer. Well, it wasn't cheap at the time. I paid alien money for it, um, which says a lot, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, I, I bought this computer to play on originally, and then you know started to evolve. And okay, I would be sitting there just trying to get some footage for a twenty-minute podcast no, video. And because it was a six sixty and a TCA six sixty and an i five, it would actually shut off halfway through filming on multiple occasions, and I would lose. All of what I re- like originally recorded, and I've had to start again and act as if it was again the first ever time I've started doing this video, and oh, it was so frustrating. So things like that, tech. When you record something and then you realise you're not press record, or <laughs> you realise that there's something in the background making a noise and you've not directed your mic in the right way, all the time. I mean, that isn't something that takes roughly throughout the, the week of gathering the information from the website. About 12 hours, and then on Sundays, about another five hours just to sort of get everything together. Um, so it does take time, but again, it, it's just the, it, it feels worth it when you, you know you, you, you're doing something with someone, and, and it's just it's a lot of fun. I just have the passion for the game really just drives you through all the crap. Um, you stream and YouTube, don't you? So yeah, that's a lot of time. Yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I do about three hours a night. Um, so that kind of kicks in there. But so you're already wrapping up about 30 hours a week on that already? Something like that, yeah. Um, or fire a spaceship. Or fire a spaceship, yeah, get her in the game. Yeah, then she can tell me off while I'm flying away. Get back in. Sorry, I'm going to digress. Flying out of the spaceship. Have airlocks for a reason. Yeah. See you later. I wouldn't be. I'm still considering every. You're still considering me? I'm still still considering me. So, when it came to uh, streaming, the, the, the biggest. Uh, I don't want to say because we're talking about like time and duration, but the, 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 the 
biggest thing for me is just stamina. Um, <laughs> 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 for others. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, uh, so for me, it was I, I, I kind of moved into, uh, I got rid of my company, moved into a full-time job, but a full-time job meant I had a commute per day of four hours. So by the time I got home, I was brown bread. And it was, hey, hey, let's stream. Everybody have a good <laughs> um, so, so that was kind of where a lot of um, uh, what, what, what a lot of the background process was because you need to be on top of things, you need to be kind of really in the moment, and that kind of took a lot of energy. So, when I moved into uh, doing more <laughs> audio work and podcast work, uh, majority of the time is spent, uh, well, basically. Soaking up every aspect, every fragment of news in, in Star Citizen, and that's a lot. Um, and then it's doing the the show, which is about a half an hour, hour pre-show, uh, song camera, some off camera, do the show. Then we do a three thirty minutes an hour post show. Then I take that and um, I kind of now we use a. Audacity for our audio, we throw that into Reaper for main mixing. I'll do cleanup through Isotope and kind of do a whole bunch of uh, modulation modification. Um, so, a uh, one hour show takes about four hours of uh, sit down editing and processing. Um, so, it's not a lot, but it's very kind of focused and in the moment. So, I spend between zero and 16 hours a day doing videos. And that is because I'm incredibly erratic and can't, sometimes, I just want to sit down in my bed eating Chinese <laughs> and watching anime and I literally, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't sum up the energy to read. Like, but some of the time, most of the time, I will read the hell out of the subject, look at all the stats I can, fantasize about all these stats and all these ships and all these mechanics working together and make quite joining plans, and then realize that they'll change the next day. <laughs> um, so that's most of my time. So when I'm motivated, which is actually most of the time, like 80% of the time I'm fully motivated and don't sleep much, so I'm really, really like making videos. But you won't be seen, then we'll watch my channel. You see about 30% of the videos I make. Some of them might be really great, but you don't see, but I don't think they are. Um, some of them might be bloody awful, that's probably why they didn't appear in the first place. Uh, or that I've accidentally redone a video like a couple of times, I've gone, hang on, I've already done that video. <laughs> <laughs> and I've already I've re recorded it, and I've just gone, it's pretty similar, that's not the bad one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, being a bit erratic, a bit like scatterbrained with moments of clarity where I can really focus, it's, it's weird, but because I'm full time at YouTube, on with YouTube, um, it's cool, and I'm hedging my bets that it's the right thing to do. I really enjoy it. I love it, and it's much less stressful than catering. <laughs> um, I have a question that I can ask Pam. Um, because of the open development process and the amount of information we get, um, I know for a fact you know you always want to kind of stay on top of it. But does that mean that you ever supplement information burn out, or it's just been too much? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
want to report when I'm in a oh, da- no. when I'm down, when I I, I can't read properly. Um, it's fine. I love I love absorbing all the information. I was quite a lot of us are quite lucky in the fact that we've been able to learn the game in the last couple of years um, and learn it quite slowly. So now that anything that's new, we can see how that compares. Oh, yeah. Update on personal database, basically. Uh, I have I don't know probably about thousands and thousands of actual pages that I've written um, that catalog. Uh, mixture of video ideas, but also information about the game that's changed. Mm-hmm. And it's, so, and I just search through it like a database now to find stuff, um, which is significantly better than the CIG website for me because it's ordered in my brain. Um, and most of my videos will come from that. So, occasionally, very occasionally, we'll get something that's wrong because it's based on like four year ago data that I haven't updated properly. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that idea though. Write shit down. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I've been doing wrong. No, no, no. It's, it's all been kept in here. We, we, we've been able to, to, to look at the changes as they're happening, so we've been able to learn slowly. If someone came into the game now, say a big YouTuber decided to, to copy that, they wouldn't know what they were doing. They wouldn't know what they were And if they did have a, a basic knowledge of what they were doing, they, they'd only know how to basically interact with the birds. They wouldn't understand any of the meta. They wouldn't understand any of what's happening. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing, because they're, they're, they're in it to begin with, they, you can watch them learn. But we, as content creators, have the, the ability to beat them with knowledge. Okay. And, and we can literally just absorb all that knowledge and we can be really, really, really intellectual, understand all the mechanics and all that sort of stuff. We're always going to have that above um, YouTubers and other gamers that play multiple games or do lots of stuff on their channel. Because we're focused, we're able to, to look at it with a lot more knowledgeable standpoint. And I like that, and that's what I want from content. Um, and I know some people don't, but some people want the, the content, some people want the gameplay, some people want to invest it directly in the person. You can get that too. You can get that too, me or him. <laughs> but it's it's different. We're, we're not the same as the good YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was going with this. I'm not sure I thought. No, it's, it's, it's good though. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's worth the crash of them. Well, that just reminded me because uh, I, I just remembered how I kind of ducked, uh, uh, threw my head in the pensive, as it were. Um, and uh, I had the flu, like a proper flu, not like the flu that I'm on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was ill. And uh, I actually sat down and I watched uh, the next great starship from beginning to end. And I also um, watched pretty much all of Wingman's Hangar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was it was kind of like uh, you know kind of a quickening. I was going, I know everything, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was like a good basis to kind of move on from that. Then you didn't create content for a week. And then I didn't create content for a week. But what a week that was! <laughs> Has anything you guys have created gone viral yet? No. Either within just the this community of the game or just whatever. Um, I wouldn't say viral globally because it's not, but uh, I mean, I have not to blow my own horn or anything, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did make like a one minute video or something that got MVP once in around the worst, and it was just showing the little piss slip that the guys at Frankfurt um, did, like a little Laura. Mm-hmm. And um, thanks to, I think, Disco and like liking 
and say, I approve this message or something, like uh, you know, like 20,000 views. And I would say that that's uh, viral to me. Um, apart from that, um, well, that's what they get as well. But, um, you know, that isn't, again, it's only being done by one guy, being this better. And, um, well, when I say being done by one guy, I mean, all the, all the cry engine work is being done by him. And so, you know, things are very slow going, but like, it's, a very, it's a team effort there. And uh, hopefully that might take off, but you never know. What's interesting watching Pinky Fellow and Harry makes that he does stream literally as he films. He does. Um, at those, those machinima. Yeah, it's quite interesting to watch. Yeah, if you follow him and stuff like that, uh, like the characters show up and go, ah, another follower. <laughs> Dance if you give him money, so give him money. No. Sources and Sunday is pretty popular, and that's how I found you. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, this, yeah. guy, this guy could be competition one day. Yeah, and then a few friends came. That one video that's like just got all. Not, not one video that's just gone like or anything. But I've got a series of statuses and Sundays. It's, just, it's sort of grown my channel. It's sort of become what I'm known for. Um, but yeah, that's about it. It's like, and your stream. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I I like the fact that people know that I do star sets and stuff, and lots of people know that they love that. I think that's absolutely great. Thank you. Um, I'm not sure if anything's gone viral. I'm not sure we're a stage for stuff to go viral. Uh, but I like the fact that people watch my, my tutorials. So I'm glad they got MVP for tutorial. Um, and yeah, I mean. Can't ask that question. It doesn't sound like a dick. You should all watch my stuff. It's amazing. It should all be viral. You got MVP. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Thanks. Thanks, it was. It's on my side. I mean, nothing has gone viral, but it's just been just an ongoing set of growth. I mean, I look at the metrics. I look at the uh, average business per episode, I look at the percent hour growth quarterly and so forth, and uh, for some reason people keep subscribing. Um, <laughs> I mean, you've got to be hunting the episodes, you don't know why I'm so surprised. Um, but uh, it has just been an absolute joy. Nothing's gone viral yet, um, but if it does, woohoo! <laughs> um, but uh, every day, every week, it's just great fun. What's your favorite Back in my day, viral was a fact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> viral bird. Yeah, no. Kids going sick listening to their double step and their MDR. Actually, their Pokemons. So, with everyone using social media these days, uh, how keen has that been to your content and personal brands? In your use of social media response on social media sharing, it should be more, but I'm just terrible at it. I think um, one. Uh, it, I'm, I'm now going to speak for myself, but maybe some people that care for this. I'm not particularly good at uh, self promotion. Um, I prefer to leave that to other people. So I'll gently uh, disparage my own work for the shits and giggles. Um, but equally, if I use social media more um, and was more active on it and knew how to kind of correctly message, I think I'd bring in more people. But then again, it's a case of I know I'm bad at that, so I probably just piss people off. So I'll run away. See, that's different to me. I, I don't. I think my content, I feel, is mostly middle of the line. 
But I think I'm pretty good at social media. I think I'm pretty good at interacting with people. Uh, not all the time. Sometimes I'm also interacting with people and go about two days and answering comments. But when I'm not like that, I will try and answer every comment and look at every piece of feedback. That social media, with Twitter, with Facebook, is how I grew my channel. And it's, it's the community that helps me grow. Uh, and it is so important if you are trying to get into a niche game effectively for YouTube content and for streaming content, Star Citizen is a niche game. And if you can get social media, if you can get the fans, if you can connect to other content creators, um, if you can connect to the people who are basically advocates for your work, then you can do pretty damn well. Um, you just need to make sure you enjoy the game and you're so blunt and honest. You see, the, the thing for me with that is, I mean, that's what we're doing here, the video conversation we had in the pub and all we had outside. But then for me to then go, particularly that in the tweet, good time had, hashtag, but it's <laughs> There we are, that's my tweeting. You don't have to be good at everything as a content creator. You can get a team behind you, you can get stream teams behind you, you can get mods, you can get SEO experts and that sort of stuff. You don't have to do everything by yourself, and nor should you. I mean, there's help for pretty much anything that you want to do. Just give it up. Going back to how you guys are spending on your content, you have to spend more time on social media to keep it healthy. If you want to grow your channel, if you want to do it more than just as a as a hobby, social media is essential to do that well. It's essential. I can uh, definitely see the benefit. Social media, but as somebody who used to, before I started Twitch and stuff like that, used to go, Ugh, Twitter, who uses that? You know, I feel like I feel really two faced now that I have a Twitter account and stuff saying, you know, please uh, follow me on Twitter so you can find out more about my stream. It's like your stream voice. No, it's not. Panel stream voice. Yeah, the panel stream voice there. But I mean, it's, um, yeah, I feel kind of like, not two faced, but it's kind of like, yeah, I'm asking people watching the stream to, to do something that I would just say, juggle up, if someone was to ask me to do the same. And there are giants, you know, like uh, in our community in Twitch, you know, like, you know, I mean, in Twitter, social media, like yourself and DJ Knight, who, like, every single time he does a stream, before his stream, like, you know, like, he has a picture of himself, says, you know, hey, stop, man, come watch me, you know. His like, tweets on leisure. They're crazy. Yeah. And, um, and it's just like, um, how do I compete with that? I mean, should I just do that? Isn't that just copying? I mean, like, it's kind of like, I don't know. I mean, it's integral. In 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 integral? Integral? It's important, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so social media is really important, but um, uh, it's very hard to kind of like find your own stride or just you know kind of copy people in their own. Yeah, but with content in general, I don't yeah, yeah, exactly. Just you look at you compare yourself to every other content creator and always think you're subtle. And then you look, oh, I hope beyond hope that you're not copying them, or people will think you're copying them. You have to copy no, I agree. The, the, the Twitter, the social media, I'm still relatively new to it. And it's, it was only my girlfriend saying, You should start Twitter. Okay. You should start Facebook. Okay. Is that your stream voice? Yes. Yes. But yeah, it's, it's still getting to grips of things. Like, I don't know the situation when I should be tweeting. I could be sat there and something amazing is going on. I'm just sat there and I'm just going, It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> What are you all doing? Oh, Christ, oh my god, and then I'm like, over-tweet. Yeah, over-tweet. <laughs> 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 I'm like, over-tweet. I'm like, oh my god, I'm tweeting every two minutes. 
So yeah, it's a learning process, I think. But it, <laughs> that's my eyes. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's good to integrate it into integrate. <laughs> important to get it involved in your content because there is so many people on Twitter, so many more people on Facebook, Instagram. I started Instagram. I didn't know what to do. I just got a Snapchat. I got a Snapchat. Why are you just Snapchat? I thought someone said to me, Can you Snapchat the event? I was like, Yeah, are you? No. I might just sign up properly. There's a guy at home just sitting there. Why is he? You told me you would. Social media is an art. It is an art. Yeah. Once you find, once you manage to perfect your craft, then you know, then it's huge. But still learning process for sure. So a few of you uh, mentioned some some other content creators. Uh, who's your favourite other content creator? Um, it doesn't have to be Star Citizen related. Uh, and Good. Good. And <laughs> not someone who is sitting on the panel. Oh damn it! Oh, that would have been obvious. <laughs> Too many easy <laughs> I would have said Frankie. I like Frankie on PC. The stuff that he does is really cinematic, and he, you can tell he spends a lot of time on what he does. And oh, the wind does not reflect that at all. He's an inspiration to me to, to, to create. I think when, when there's more gameplay to be made out of Star Citizen and like stories and um, role play and things like that. Then I will look to him for guidance. Um, I don't know him. I don't know. Like, oh, Frankie. <laughs> I just mean, I'll look at his content and sort of use his cinematography and styles and just make it more entertaining because it's entertaining and it's gameplay. News is just as long as you get the information, that's what people want. But cinematography, when it's something that's gameplay involved, role play, uh, you want it to be captivating, and he just does it so well. For me, it's a bit of a cop-out, but um, I'm going to have to say all the other streamers who stream stuff into it because, you know, like they're an inspiration for, you know, no offense to any of the devs here, but I mean, there is quite limited what you can do in Star Citizen, and you always need to think of new things as a streamer. Yeah, but it's it's difficult. To, you know, thinking of new things to do. It's not like you know, hey guys, time for you know, day 143 of Arena Commander. It's a big brother challenge. Bundle again. Yeah, but you have to commend their creativity, and um, you know, it's just uh, I love watching their streams, and they give me ideas, and I hope that you know I do the same for them. And it's kind of again a community thing, and um, I don't really watch all that. Much, you know, other streamers, YouTubers, apart from, you know, again, our like small community, because, um, you know, so. That was a joke. <laughs> John, I, I, I don't have a lot of Not anymore. I don't have friends anymore. I've been inspired by quite a lot of the, what I refer to as the nice guy star citizen streamers. Like, where's Cage? Where's Cage? Cage oh, yeah. is people like that. Obviously, Twerk. Lost Saurus isn't so much Saurus. He's not a nice guy streamer. He's that edgy, cool pirate boy. Um, but, so those kind of like guys that are really, really, really about trying to make people genuinely happy about the game, really inspire me. But I'm not like that as a person. I'm really brutal and blunt with my opinions. And I suppose if anyone's 
It's completely, it's not a starter, it's a stream at all. It sips from York's cards really randomly. I love him. I fanboyed out so hard when I saw him that hard. I was like, can I buy you a drink? Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're really scared of me. I love you. Um, I just, I, lo I love streamers and I love YouTubers that are long, brutal, honest. And you can see if they're enjoying the game, you can see if they're not enjoying the game. It's an emotional roller coaster when you watch them get invested in them. And when you get those genuinely happy, nice guy streamers that are only are streaming to make other people just happy, and they don't give a damn about the money, they don't give a damn about their job, that is a beautiful thing to see. I wish I could do that, but I'm about the money. <laughs> <laughs> so, because I can't name anybody on this panel as uh, an inspiration, uh, I'll stick with uh, two people. One, Sips again because he is my spirit animal. <laughs> and uh, then Eric Maquette, uh, who is just a, a joy to watch because he's, he's like the, uh, the honey badger of um, stream gaming. He don't give a shit. He just <laughs> enjoys it. Um, and also uh, Bad News Baron because uh, he's the one who kind of got me onto this bandwagon. Um, uh, he inspired me to kind of, uh, well, be where I am now, so thank you. But let's all not forget, INN do a lot of great work, and when I started, obviously, um, they were a massive inspiration for me and probably everyone else here, I'm assuming in some way. You look at their stuff and you go, all oh, my content's not for me. Okay, so uh, just wanna before we see if anyone else has some uh, questions in the audience. Um, how did you find Star Citizen? Uh, dare I ask how many ships <laughs> So one of my mates, uh, Wes, um, uh, randomly bought into it, bought a headboard interest and was like, we were talking in the pub and he went, I, I've done something bad. I bought something I shouldn't have. I was like, what? Well, you know that camera I was talking about a while ago. I bought something else. I said, well, what have you bought? I bought an interest. Okay, well, I'm not my guy named Stone. I was like, that's cool. How much was that? What? Um, but after talking to him about it, and he's like a high level, high brand IT professional that I genuinely respect. He was telling me about this and saying, this is, this is going to be a game you love, Rich. You're going to absolutely adore this game. Because you can grind, you can do economy stuff, you can buy, you can get good at all of it and none of it, and, and you can manage all this stuff, and there might be some political aspects as well. Emerging game and this sort of jazz. Um, and it's just what you've been wanting since Free Space 2. Um, and uh, yeah, so he's talking about it. I looked online, I bought a after about a month of research, bought an adventure because I was like, this is the best bang for buck ship I can find. Um, and then changed that to the cutlass. And then we bought about a thousand dollars worth of ships. And then that keeps on changing because I just love ships. <laughs> uh, I started when I got my first PC and I was going, I just discovered that when you're a PC gamer, you can have early access games which are so much cheaper and they have so much potential compared to just the ones that you can buy anyway for cheaper than you could on console. So I was kind of buying into games and I've gone into all of them and I saw this, the official um, trailer for Star Citizen and I was just like, wow, this is incredible. And so I pledged, as I say, a 10 dollar 
thing for a map. And then I bought my Aurora in 2013, which I'm going to keep for the rest of my life. I love my Aurora. Um, and that, that's sort of where I started out with it. Um, but um, since then, I've, I saw the Mustang Beta. I love camping, so that was a no-brainer. Um, <laughs> the Lion, I just, I don't know, I just, I must have had like 30 or 40 quid lying around. And I was like, fuck, that's never happened. Let's get one. Um, and since then, it's more sort of people have gifted me shit. So I've got um, an Avenger. Um, a freelancer, which I actually got from the referral thing. I mean, it keeps on changing. I've got four caterpillars at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 16 dragonflies. Because, you know, I think when I'm playing the game, how many seats can I sit on? Yeah, I can sit on 16 dragonflies and fly eight and four at the same time, because I'm sensible. No? Okay. Um, <laughs> and then someone bought me a whole seat, which was just amazing. But I'm going to sell that to get a tabular. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> you probably won't be. Yeah. Sure. So um, I'm really big on like adaptive gameplay. You know, with, um, games that don't just have like a set, like you know, you do this, you win kind of thing. Um, like I was really big um, on Daisy at the time for this reason, and you know, like the kind of stories that develop with the game and stuff like that. And I used to spend, you know, hours on end watching, you know, the people's like reading people's stories. Okay, so I said I had a life I was online. Um, reading people's stories and stuff on, on, on Reddit and stuff, and watching people, uh, you know, like uh, the devs talk about their game and what's in store for it. Um, I know Mr. Lightfoot's in the chat. Sorry, I'm in in the audience, not chat. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this was a Twitch. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. He's sorry. Like, sorry. Yeah. And. Um, it was from that Daisy community that um, somebody said, you know, oh, this community is bad. Why, um, why can't it be more like Star Citizens, Star Citizens community? And um, I, I was like, what's this? And um, I just opened a whole new world of both gameplay and also just people. Because never before have I ever seen a video game that uh, a community you know is in you know such a wide age bracket. I mean, like CitizenCon last year. Um, you know, people, we range from people age 20 to age, I don't know how, how old that normal is, but, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and we're just like hanging out, you know, drinking, and it was like, perfectly normal, and I loved it, and, um, yeah, um, how many ships do I have? Not many. Um, I have, uh, the new Defiance, I have... An M50 because I love racing. What do you mean? Sorry, what do you mean? The new Reliance? Oh, well, I see. That. I see that. I think the newly hanged already, Miss Reliance. So the, the core. Core, yes. Or the core right. Yes. <laughs> Incorrect, you <isn't it? laughs> <laughs> um, I have the M50. Um, oh, sorry. The Origin Jump Works M50 Interceptor. <laughs> <laughs> I have um, a Mustang Omega. Because I'm just really big on the racing thing, and I can't wait for this, uh, like the great, um, great X. Exactly. That's going to be either really amazing or really trouble. Should have bet on you. Should have bet on you racing. I suck. Okay. <laughs> 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 I think we should, if we can bet on the asteroids, yeah. Maybe even this weapon's free. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah. Exactly. Um, so before I answer, I have to ask one question. <laughs> This has been recorded, yes? <laughs> In that case, I own an Aurora MR. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I will come following from the recording. <laughs>
when all the thoughts that should stay in you <laughs> start to pour out. And then you're having a conversation with someone about, well, if there are animals in space and therefore you take your cat with you on uh, your spaceship, can you hack the suit, the jetpack, so that you can uh, remotely uh, fly your enemy's cat to the airlock and eject it? <laughs> and weird stuff, but that starts to happen. So, uh, my persona is of somebody who should be <laughs> My persona kind of begins and ends with his hat. 
<laughs> she will not take off. <laughs> My first ever stream, I was wearing a hat, so it just kind of stuck. I mean, I did stream once without a hat, and they're like, where's your hat, Maya? What the hell? <laughs> so like, we don't want to see your head. <laughs> so I quickly found it again, and that's kind of it. Uh, the name Maya is just the last syllable of my real name. That's kind of just where I came from. Um, about the whole persona thing, I, I like I said, I don't really have a persona. I just, I'm just the way I am. I don't think that I could do what some people do. You know, like you know, they sit down on the camera and go, "Hey guys, what's going on?" Because yeah, it's just driving mad. Yeah, driving mad. Exactly. But that said, people do make like Boogie, and there are there are YouTube channels dedicated to that online persona. That yeah. Come with. And for some people, that works. That's their thing. They they've got this online persona, uh, and for some people that works. But not for me. That was not for us. I suppose that disaster can kill me. One more quick question, and then a bigger topic. So it's worse now. Just get me. Um, so when you were starting out, um, a lot of people talk about this uh, threshold where you get to so many viewers and you can't seem to break past the threshold. Uh, do, you, do you have any tips for kind of breaking past this threshold? <laughs> I mean, that never no, worked. No, I've tried it so many times. Well, I did subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> that one person that subscribed. Um, you get to points where it starts getting stale, um, and you start, then you start going through your mind and thinking, I'm going to go wrong, what am I doing? People talk, what am I doing? Am I wearing something different? And you just kind of go through this whole thing, but it's easy just to just forget about it. And you're, you know, the, the subscribers and things will, will fluctuate all the time. In fact, I recently brought 10,000 subscribers, thank you, <laughs> 10,000 subscribers, and then YouTube came along and wiped 495 subscribers, and I was back to nine and a half again. And I like this. Yeah, it, I don't know what's going on, but it's going it's weird. It's skin now. They've taken them all away again. But yeah, so you, you're always going to fluctuate in both Twitch and YouTube with followers, subscribers, view accounts, and so forth. But it's important just to relax with it and not take it too seriously because if you do, it can just take over your mind. So for me, it was very much like stoicism: persistence and iteration. You can't look at that figure, well, you can if you're, if you're doing it for the money and for the long term. That figure doesn't change for a year, you're doing something wrong. Right, simple as that. Um, if you look at it, you, 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 need to, you need to be iterative, you need to take on people's comments, you need to work out what content works for you, you need to work out why that works for you, and you need to enjoy it. You can't forcibly make yourself enjoy something. It doesn't work. Um, and you need to be persistent. Have an upload schedule, you need to make sure that you're doing those uploads relatively regularly. If you can take days off, you don't need to be incredibly like obsessive about it, but make sure you've got a rough schedule, make sure you've got a rough technique to your videos, uh, and keep on getting, keep on enjoying keep on making those videos better, get better audio equipment. I'm still iterating on my stuff constantly. My stuff's nowhere near where I want to be. In about a year's time, I'm going to be like video quality, visual quality. And the way I talk, the way I do stuff, it's going to be a lot better. It's going to always be better. Next week it's going to be better. Tomorrow it's going to be better. That's an important thing. Just stick with it. Keep on doing it. And when we were talking about earlier, the SEO, the social media stuff, that is incredibly important. Even if you have a middle-rated channel, um, as long as you're enjoying it, you've got good SEO, you're about to grow your, your, your access.
Anyone can be a YouTuber. <laughs> uh, from the podcast side, we're kind of somewhat uh, blessed with the fact that our podcast, uh, when somebody subscribes, they'll kind of like backfill and get as many backfills as possible. So we always kind of have a battle on the road. But when, say, you look at Twitch, you do sometimes have that where you're, you're not getting the, the volume of followers or the volume of views that uh, you might particularly want. And that can be uh, down to various things such as maybe you need to improve, you need to look at uh, the content that you're producing through that, maybe it's even the time change, maybe there's other things happening that you're, you've not factored in. One of the, the key things that can happen if, uh, at the Twitch slump is summer. Because um, somehow it gets hot, and uh, people go outside. <laughs> no, Pokemon channels do very well. Do you know, actually, this is the funny thing. I feel so like I, I was at an award ceremony uh, last week, and I shaved my beard off, and I feel very uncomfortable for me being partially real. Um, but actually, this is very surreal for me because I actually had a tan. I'm normally much paler, um, and but I'm a prime example of. I know. Um, but for but for me, it's a case of uh, if you're in Twitch, you've basically got to kind of persevere through the summer months because, uh, typically speaking, you'll start to see a shift in uptick in activity. Uh, you know, once we move into the autumnal seasons, uh, the autumn seasons is only one. The autumnal season, yeah. um, but uh, it is about just consistency, persistence, um, relax, enjoy what you do, make it your own, but be mindful of feedback and don't be afraid to change. Um, it's, a, it's a marathon, not a, not a single one. I'm just going to add on to that and just say many people worry about their relevancy and they lose like sleep going, you know, like, uh, am I doing this right? You know, like, am I going to get more followers? Am I losing followers? And that kind of thing. And I think that uh, um, on a personal level, I mean, like, just if you enjoy it, keep doing it. Don't worry about the numbers. When I stream, I don't, I, I never have, you know, the numbers ever visible because I'm one of those people that, that does get in my head, you know. And um, I, you know, like, uh, when you, you look at the numbers, and all of a sudden it goes from whatever number to like five less. You're like, did I do something wrong? <laughs> you know? um, so I, I, I have that hidden, and I just do it, and I enjoy it. And yeah, it becomes a lot more real when you become to a, when you get to a point where, and I'm not at this point, but, um, when when you get to this point where you can sustainably live off streaming. Then you can, then you start to worry about that kind of thing. But I I, I think that you still have to internally just enjoy it and um, as uh, we said like uh, don't be afraid to change but at, at, at its core just love what you do and if you're doing it right then you will grow regardless it just takes time that's a good time Damn you time <laughs> taking my hair I, think I have so much respect for people who uh, produce content full time thanks guys I'll give you that. Because um, a friend once told me, and unfortunately I think I agree with him, is that if you love something, don't make it your job. 
um, uh, because you can actually <laughs> erode your love for that. Um, so for me, I've always been uh, very kind of mindful of that. And for a person who has it as their job and who uh, loves and enjoys it, I'm kind of in awe of that because I think that's that's a very fine balance to kind of manage. I do think for me that I couldn't do a job I didn't love. It just doesn't work for me. I just I've been I've been yeah, yeah. 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 in my real world. I, I do a job I absolutely <laughs> love, but. Um, then I go, I well, yeah, <laughs> then I kind of go off and I kind of game, and that's my uh, personal time where I kind of enjoy that. And the idea of kind of commodifying that um, always is something I want to do or have some kind of aspect of. But then there's always the concern of uh, does that kind of make me think about the numbers and be more stressed about? Uh, what happens on the day to day. <laughs> 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 I think that's a sign. But, but yeah, so it's it's to be able to do that, to enjoy what you do, and not worry about the numbers, uh, uh, and to help not have that effect. I think is a very fine and often I'm sort of respect. Okay, so let's hear the round of applause for our.